Welcome to the Sojo Show with Jen and AJ, where you'll dig deep into God's Word alongside two imperfect, frequently ineloquent women as we discover fresh ways to walk out God's truth together. Hello, welcome to the Sojo Show, everyone. We are so glad you are here. I am sitting alongside... Of the lovely, of, of the lovely, the, the, the illustrious, and my name is Jenna Angelista, by the way, and we are glad that you're here with us today. We are super excited. Yes, we are. We are wrapping up our series on Yay. promises yeah. of the cross. Yes. I so can't if you're it. listening to us live, this is the week before Easter. It is. <gasps> I didn't think about that when we chose this it topic. Is. It's good. This it's is good. like Holy Week. It's good. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, this is good. All right. So we are um, actually doing Promises of the Cross. We're finishing up Praying the Promises of the Cross Challenge. Mm-hmm. And we are studying. Are we in, Are we studying it? Or are we done with it? Yes. Well, we're studying we, we're Romans 8 still. Wrapping it up. We yep. wrapped up our study, but we have another um, w- more good stuff on Romans 8. Yes. We don't know what we're doing, but we do know that this is good. This is good. And today. Wherever we are, we're in the Bible. We're in the Word of God. in the Word. We're in the Hey, today, yes, for sure. And we are going to be looking at spoiler alert, probably my favorite verse in the whole Bible. If you're allowed to have favorites, but before, whoa, we just, okay, you just totally set the stage for uh, that. It probably is, seriously. I mean, okay, might be my favorite. Okay, so AJ, I have a question first. All right, tell us about a time where you have been so excited about something and so looking forward to something that you just anticipated it. And, and just that feeling of anticipation. Ooh. Okay. All right. So I hope my kids are not listening because if they are, then they're going to be super disappointed that Do it they was listen? not one of their births. Do they listen? No. Okay, good. So we're, so good. we're Mine don't either. But so. like, honestly, it probably should be one of my kids' births or all of them, but it's not, it's not. Mm. The first thing. Is it me? I'm kidding. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. Go we'll ahead. include friends and family members no, as well. Go ahead. I hope friends and family members are not listening because they will be sorely disappointed as well. <laughs> okay. So the first thing that comes to mind is for weeks after I sat for the CPA exam, I anticipated getting the results in the mail. This was the day before Are like, you serious? online results. Yes. Your, your answer is a test result? Yes, because I spent 16 weeks every Saturday morning going up to prep course. And I had to get there early because I was the person that like prepared the coffee. So I had to get up at like five o'clock in the morning every Saturday for 16 weeks and spend all day. I mean, you went to med school. You understand how this is. I do, but... and. I worked so hard. I studied so hard and paid like $2,000 to take this prep course. And I felt really good after I took the exam. And I was so looking forward to the results. Like that is probably the highest anticipation I've ever had in my life. Wow. That is. I know. Isn't that weird? I mean, it is a little weird. That is not the answer I was expecting at all. That's okay. But that's good. I mean, does it make me strange <laughs> no that was already we already knew that <laughs> okay well that's good that's good um you know i think we can all understand that that feeling right of anticipation of yes 
And um, whether it's something that we know is going to be good, whether it's something we don't know is going to be good, whether it's mm-hmm. whatever. Well, I um, think I hope your I husband think, doesn't listen either. I know. I yes, he will be sorely disappointed as well because it was not our wedding. So whatever. But but I mean, but I, I, think, get I, I get it. I get it. I think there's something to be said at looking towards something when there's like an element of sacrifice involved yep. in it. Okay. You know, yeah, or I pain, get or, I get it, or suffering, suffering, you know, <laughs> suffering. <laughs> All right, I get it. I get the analogy. All right, that's good. All right, so why I'm asking this is because it kind of leads us into our promise for today. All right, now our promise is not actually specifically one of the ones in the praying the promises of the cross, but it is a promise out of Romans. Eight, mm-hmm. and it is—I don't know what we call it. The hope of glory, maybe. But mm-hmm. what I'm going to do is I'm going to read it. I mean, this is in Romans eight. Actually, why don't you read it? I read it last time. Romans eight eighteen. We could actually do so if you if you've done the study with us and we've gone from Romans eight eighteen to twenty five because the whole bit kind of goes together. But I think Romans eight eighteen in particular is if you. I'm not even kidding. If you can glimpse the truth of this, and I say this a lot, but it's true. If you can just like, like crack the door open to the beauty of the truth of this verse in the Bible, mm-hmm. you will be transformed. Yes. Okay. Yes. I mean, you're thinking the way I mean, you're already transformed. If you know Christ, I'm not talking about salvation. Uh, I'm not talking about salvation. I'm talking about your, the way you view Mm-hmm. things that come against you in your life and your circumstances and thing this your entire perspective on your earthly existence yep. will be changed so yes. go ahead read it for all right verse 18 of romans 8 says for i consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worth comparing with the glory that is to be revealed to us isn't that good that's really good let's read it again that's really good for I consider, that means we really have to think about this. Mm-hmm. Something we have to think about. I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worth comparing with the glory that is to be revealed to us. Yeah. And really, if we think about it, where was Paul at the time of this writing? No. I mean, this is to the Romans. So I I'm mean, pretty sure he was he's probably in prison. Probably yeah. so. Right. Or if he wasn't, he was at some point in prison. I mean, multiple times. He, the point was this man suffered. Yes. He understood temporal suffering. Mm-hmm. And he is saying that the, what he suffered, you know, not only is, is it going to be worth it or, you know, that my suffering's worth it, my suffering meant something. It was that he cannot compare. So, so the way I think of it is like this. If we look at our future hope, okay, the glory that will be revealed to us, think of how bright that's going to be. Mm-hmm. Okay. Just think of that as just being on the surface of the sun. It is so, so bright. Okay. So then our suffering would be comparable to, and I'm just making this up on the fly. So I don't even know our suffering could be comparable to, um, you know, a tiny little, what's dark. What's a tiny little bit of darkness. I don't know. The flicker of the electricity going out at night, just going off and coming back on. I mean, something that is just not even, 
It doesn't even. It's not significant. It doesn't even compare. It doesn't. Mm-hmm. It, there's there's no comparison. It'd be like it would be like I tell you what it would be like. It would be like dumping a glass of water into the ocean. Mm-hmm. Okay, your suffering is the water in the glass. Mm-hmm. The glory that you will one day see is the ocean. And that is incredible. And then it goes on. And the reason that we we talked about anticipation, because it does go on and it talks about creation waits with eager longing for the revealing of the sons of God. Okay. And then if you skip down just a little bit on verse 23, it says, which I never, I did not recommend you skip any of Romans chapter eight, but for some purposes, 23, it says not only creation, but we ourselves who have the first fruits of the spirit grown inwardly as we wait eagerly for adoption as sons, the redemption of our bodies. Mm-hmm. So we we're talking about last week, we talked about adoption mm-hmm. and how we are adopted into the family of God. We are joiners with Christ. And, and this is, you know, saying, but even though we are adopted, we have not yet fully realize the potential that we will one day see, mm-hmm. which is standing before God with Christ in glory. Right. And this verse says redemption of our body. So we will have a redeemed body. Yes. We will have a form that is no longer subject to aches, pain, sin, all of the things that we're subject to now. We will be made perfect body whatever that's going to look like, soul and spirit. Right, right. And and what this says is all of creation is looking for that day. Yes. Is, is eagerly waiting. And we are also eagerly waiting for that day. And it's even in those verses that I skipped, creation is actually compared to the pains of childbirth, is mm-hmm. groaning, mm-hmm. the pains of childbirth. So we're thinking about childbirth and thinking about what, thinking through in general childbirth, especially back then, is very painful. And yet, of course, the end result is, I mean, you may not call your child glorious, but but it's this beautiful it's ending, a, right? Right. And, and so it makes the pain. How many of you who have given birth to actual children, I mean, years later, you, you don't remember that pain. You can, you know, you, you have a shadow of it. You remember that it was painful, but it's painful. not enough to keep you from trying for another one in most cases. Right. And also it's just, it it does, it's not, it doesn't compare no. to the worth of having the child. That's exactly right. Okay. And so this analogy is really sweet, I think. Mm-hmm. And, and when we think of this and, and I think that again, when we grab hold of this, it makes it makes how we view our own suffering so different mm-hmm. because not only do we recognize that our suffering is all has a purpose. We've talked about that many times before that it helps us to become uh, more like Christ, but that it does not compare with what we're going to one day um, experience. Right. And go our reward. Yeah. And I think maybe even coming up with our own illustration of, okay, I went through something difficult to get to this result that I really wanted. I mean, even, even if it's something like running a marathon, you know, I went through however many miles of pain to get the experience of crossing the finish line. And it was worth it. Like I did that on purpose 
for this experience of finishing this race. And if we can put, if we can have kind of that illustration in our own minds of saying, okay, heaven, even though I don't know fully what it's like, I do know enough about it and enough about Christ and the presence of God and who he is and being able to see him and be with him. I know enough to know that anything I have to go through here is just does not even come close to comparing to the goodness of that moment. Right. That's helpful for us. Yes. It's very helpful. And then also the other thing is going down to verses 24 and 25, which we haven't even gotten to. Um, I don't even think we were supposed to get to it, but we did. I am now. Anyway, it says in this hope we were saved. Now hope that is not seen is not hope for who hopes for what he sees. But if we hope for what we do not see, we wait for it with patience. So now we're talking about hope. So what we're seeing is that suffering produces hope, which points the world to Jesus. And if you switch over to Romans 5, 1 through 5, um, we're talking about, we we did this a few weeks ago talking about having peace with God because we've been justified by faith. But if you keep going, it says through him, we've also obtained access by faith into grace, which we stand. We rejoice in hope of the glory of God. And this is the verse that's important. Well, all of them important, but this is the point of ourselves thinking about. More than that, we rejoice in our sufferings, knowing that suffering produces endurance and endurance produces character Character produces hope and hope does not put us to shame because God loves God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who's given it to us. So what he's saying is not only do we grin and bear our suffering and know that, okay, well, the suffering doesn't compare for future glory. So I can, I can handle it. I can, I can just deal with it. I can suffer because I know that it's going to be a glass of water in an ocean of glory. I, I know this, not only that though, but there's a purpose for that suffering, mm-hmm. as I mentioned earlier, and that suffering produces this very hope that Paul's talking about here. Right. It produces, it produces endurance, which right. produces hope. Right. And, and that is what we get. And that's when we get to look to that glorious light, the sun, the ocean, whatever analogy you think about mm-hmm. is because of the hope that we have been given. And that hope has been produced in us because of the suffering that we endured. Right. Had right. we not endured the suffering, would we have the hope? Right. We would not. That's what the Bible clearly says. We would not be looking forward, but as it is, we are looking forward. And yeah. part of the reason is because of those very suffering. So, I mean, it's, it all works. It, it works. all works. And it makes us not appreciate our suffering, not be glad for it. Although he does rejoice in it. He says, right. You know, we can rejoice in it, not because of it. Right. There's a difference. Or, or for it. You know, not not be glad we, for it because right. we're not, but be glad in it. But we can we can still be have joy in it because we yes. know what is what's happening mm-hmm. is it's producing in us this character, yeah, endurance, character, and hope. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's a lot to be said about this. I do want to read this quote because okay. I think Go this ahead. is really. This gave me perspective when I read it. So this is a quote by Randy Alcorn. He said, to him who lays up treasures on earth, death is a loss. He who lays up treasures in heaven looks forward to eternity. He is daily moving towards his treasure. Mm -hmm. To him, death is gain. 
He who spends his life moving towards his treasure has reason to rejoice. Are you despairing or rejoicing? Mm. That's good. That is good. And that, that, and, and, and thinking about it practically, that's, that is so true. Yeah, it is. It is so true. How many of us store up our things here and we care and in the moment we care about what we have here. And yes, we need to be, we Mm -hmm. need to be good stewards of what we've been given here on this earth. But we don't need to hold on to it with a grasp that prevents us from looking well, and, forward. And it's not even just what we have here, but like the experiences we have. Yeah. Do we have comfort? Right. Like right. we want comfort. We want everything to be okay. We want relationships right. to go smoothly. We want we want an easy life. Well, know? and even the fear of death. Right. Yeah. Going right back to that. Yeah. So that reminds me that that's interesting. Okay. So. That reminds me, I had a conversation with a, a friend of mine. We're studying and we were studying last month and in our Wednesday night kind of services, my son's teaching a series on eschatology. So the end times basically and all the different views of it. And my friend and I, she's actually my age. And we were talking about how when we were younger and kind of remembering this, and some of you are probably in this spot. You may be, you may be kind of over this, but I remember thinking, oh, I don't want like, Jesus to come back. Right. I, I don't want to die I until I this, this, this. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And those are those are building up our treasures here on earth. Yeah. I want to have children. I want to get married. I want to watch them grow up. I want to mm-hmm. have grandchildren. You know, we think all these things. And then we we finally come to a point, I think, in just recognizing our humanity, our frailty, and more importantly, God's treasuring goodness. Christ. Yeah. And his grace that we can come to a point to say, there is nothing yeah. that I am looking forward to on this earth mm-hmm. that compares to what I will one day have. So I think this also helps mm-hmm. us in when we're when we're grieving. Mm-hmm. Yep. I actually think that when we're grieving believers, those that are believers, you know, it helps us well, two things with that. It helps us when we're grieving those that we love who are believers because we now know that everything they suffered, everything good they had. Mm-hmm. nothing compares to what they are now experiencing. And, right. and we could have the whole conversation about, you know, where that falls in the millennium and all the things, but the bottom line is, is they are, you know, they're with God. Okay. So that's one thing. But on the other hand, for the non-believer, it should make us on fire to teach and show and, and preach. And I use that in quotes. Mm-hmm. to to share the gospel and this good news because they are they have their treasures and their death is lost. That's right. It is lost because they will not see this glory. That's right. And and when we study these things for ourselves and kind of understand where we fall in this, we should our hearts should break mm-hmm. for those mm-hmm. who are not who do not have this hope of glory. That's right. And in doing so, we should be we should be striving and praying and doing all that we can do mm-hmm. to show them the beauty of the cross. Right. Amen. Amen. And 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 living out the joy of each day getting closer to that treasure. Like each day, <sighs> like this quote says, we are moving towards the greatest thing ever. Yeah. The culmination yeah. of everything yeah. we've been given in Christ. To live. Is Christ to die is gain. To die is gain. To die is it gain. really is. And and guys, we you don't have to be scared of death. We don't have to fear it. Yeah. When you are in Christ, and if you are not trusting in Christ, 
look to him. He is the God who saves. You are not beyond his, his mighty hand to save. You are not, I, I do not care what you have done. Maybe you're listening just because you're, you're curious. Maybe you're just interested. Maybe it's Easter week and you feel like you need to listen to something that has to do with the Bible or the cross or Christ or the gospel. And maybe you've never truly, truly experienced this, but I will tell you nothing you have done. Nothing you have done is outside of what God can save. That's right. Because we have a God that is way bigger than your sin. His grace is sufficient mm-hmm. for you. Mm-hmm. And you just have to trust in that, trust in his work on the cross. And you too will become adopted as a child of God, like we talked about last week. And you will be able to look for this hope of glory. Nothing, knowing nothing on this earth, good, bad, or otherwise will compare mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. what you will one day see. Mm-hmm. That's right. And we can live our lives here on earth with a kind of blinders on to everything that's going on around us, the, even to some extent, like those difficulties that, that crouch in upon us, because we can be focused on that eternal home and that eternal glory that nothing on this earth compares with. Yeah. Yes. It's a great perspective to have. Yes, absolutely. We're sojourners on this earth. Yes. We are. We, this is not our final home. You said Amen. that. Man, we have to, but our purpose, the reason God kept us here, the reason mm-hmm. he didn't save us and take us straight to his side mm-hmm. is so that we can display the glory mm-hmm. of the gospel. Yep. And this is our chance to do it, let's ladies do it. and gentlemen. Let's do it. Let's if do you're it. listening to us live, this is Holy Week. This is Easter week. Invite someone to church with you next week. Mm-hmm. Go to, Show up at church. Invite somebody to go with you. That's right. And, and you know, and build a relationship with someone who is not a believer or you don't know if where mm-hmm. they stand and, mm-hmm. and allow the Holy Spirit to kind of guide you in your conversations mm-hmm. because he will. Mm-hmm. He will. Mm-hmm. And, um, and be encouraged, be encouraged as you're listening to this, that, that Christ died for your sins. He was resurrected. He, you can now stand before a holy God, righteous because of him. Amen. Amen. All right. Okay. So we are starting something new, new ish, new ish next new-ish. week. Uh, it's a similar theme. If you're in Sojo Academy, you know that we are studying. We're still in Romans 8, but we are doing something kind of cool and different. We're doing something really interesting. I know. We're going on a treasure hunt. We are. We are treasure we are, hunting the Old Testament. We guys. are proving, not proving, this is we're not for us to prove, but we are showing once again how all of the Bible points to Christ. Yes. All of the Bible, even yep. those Old Testament stories that you used to um, you know, listen to in Sunday school. It yep. all is about Christ. And so it's going to be fun. It's going to be a fun little adventure. We're looking forward to it. We hope you come back for it. Yes. And we will see you then. Bye. Hey guys, it's AJ here with a personal question. Do you ever long to connect with other women over God's word? If so, I'd like to personally invite you to be part of our online Bible study community. Sojo Academy is where Jen and I meet via Zoom every week with our global community to discuss God's word, pray, and share what we are learning with each other. In Sojo Academy, you'll get a fresh Bible study every month, as well as weekly meetups, Bible journaling kits, accountability, community, and an entire library of workshops and Bible study tutorials. Jumpstart your walk with God and come hang out with us live this week. Visit SojoAcademy.com and we'll see you inside.
Are there areas in your life where you feel like you need to simplify a bit? My guess is yes. Several years ago, AJ and I identified seven areas that we felt like um, were important to simplify in order to focus on most important things in life and primarily our relationship with God. What we are doing is pulling that out of the vault, and we are doing Simplify Your Life Summer 2024 Edition. We invite you to join us. We are excited about it and look forward to seeing you there. Go check out sojohub.com slash simplify for more information.